0: You've got to be joking, you've got to be joking,
1: now when the treasurer wished oh, to go to uh, there or not, I would put him going, put him going, going to the centre, to a uh, uh, count of this Unrepresentative Swill, I live, Well, where, 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 where the has been, I And welcome back to Unrepresentative Swill, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> welcome back. How's everyone going? You, Rob, how are you? I'm good, mate. How are you?
0: You good? I I'm great. That's yep. good to hear. What have you been up to? Anything exciting happening in the world of Nick Hocus? No.
1: Um. Been doing. I I actually went into university for my university course on Monday. That was great. So you're saying you went into university for your
0: university course?
1: I know it's hard to think of as a concept, but it turns out there's actually a place to fucking go to, for university. Stranger, like you it's, not, it's sh- not just a website, Rob.
0: <laughs> Look, in, in 2020, that was a. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty much what it was, right?
1: Yeah. Um, Website
0: sponsored by Zoom.
1: <laughs> uh, hello to everyone on video as well. Another yeah, video. We're doing episode. this again, eh? Managed to get the last one up, Rob. So I'm I really reckon impressed with you, Nick. This one's going to go great as well. Oh well, it only gets easier from here, right? Exactly. <laughs> How have you been though, Rob? What's been happening? Exciting in the life of Rob?
0: Um, gee, let me think, Matt. Um,
1: University, right? You start university next week? Oh yeah, in May <laughs> Oh yeah, next week, yeah, no worries Yeah, we're recording this podcast in the future Yeah, of course <laughs> um, Rob, some news? Oh, this is my favourite part of each
0: week Just listening to you talking about news
1: The selected points that I randomly pick over the week Not in any kind of organised way I just pick the ones I like um,
0: Yeah, of course uh, You say, every morning you say, okay Google and then it yeah. tells you things, right? Google
1: does read me the news in the morning and it's very helpful. Shout out to Google. My my one and your, your corporate love. overlord. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um Melbourne in lockdown. Will Oh no, not again. Yeah it um, happened. Poor Dan. Yeah. Only nineteen cases total though, only two yesterday. So. You
0: think the this this seems like a bit of a trend now, right? Yeah. One case of community transition. Short sharp lockdown, and then we're back in a couple of weeks, right? And we're back
1: rolling, going to our university courses in person. You know,
0: I think I think that's what's going to be the trend now in Australia because we've had each state has had at least a period of zero community transition, right?
1: Yeah, and so. this is not going to be like the first Melbourne lockdown where they you know, messed it up because yep. that was the kind of test case for Australia. They exactly. only recorded two yesterday, so I think they'll be all right. So yeah, to our
0: Melbourneian listeners, as you know, we have many Nick. Yes, Um, that's true. It'll get better.
1: Rob, can I just give you... What do you think of this joke? Uh, Melbourne, more like melt burn? Because they got an outbreak again?
0: That's awful. Moving on. (laughs) Australia gets
1: its first shipments of the uh, AstraZeneca AstraZeneca vaccine.
0: Holy moly, it's happening. They landed,
1: everyone. They're in the country. They're in the country. They're Australian domestic property so
0: who, who gets it it goes what old folks and then frontline workers right
1: i think yeah frontline workers and people in aged care homes
0: i thought it was like above you know 75 for or above like 60 for white people and then above 50 for indigenous people
1: yeah um i know they said yeah maybe i didn't read the numbers exactly yeah i know you- that but this all works in like stages. Like eventually, they want to get everyone. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, I think they're prioritizing those groups. I think Nick, you'll be the last person in the country to get vaccinated. They actually, vaccinated. I, they actually denied me. I got a letter from the government saying, uh, "You're not good enough to get the vaccine." As
0: we know, you're an anti vaxxer anyways. Yeah, I don't believe them. <laughs>
1: don't believe in those vaccines. I think
0: there's actually a website where you can find out when you get it.
1: Is yeah, there actually? I think so. An Australian government website.
0: Maybe not a government website, wow. but a, a website nonetheless. I
1: haven't heard ScoMo talking about this one. Oh, is it yeah. going to be like the. The, the last
0: um, website he promoted wasn't too good, was it?
1: <laughs> the COVID <laughs> safe. It was the COVID sa- it was No, the COVID safe is the WA one. I think that's the WA one. What was it called? Do you even remember? No. It was the app that the federal government made that was useless to people doing contact tracing. Uh, and the government. Um, blew a horn about it for about a month and then have said nothing about it since. Yeah, what's happened to it? Is it still in the App Store? Uh, I don't know. You had, remember you had to have it on constantly? Yeah, it was so stupid. It was the worst thing ever. I remember people at the time being like dude, you have to download the app and I was like, no I don't want it. Yeah, stupid how hey. keep it constantly on and it uses so much battery. Yeah. Turns out it wasn't helpful at all. So I think I we're fine for that one, right? I can't find anything apart from COVID safe. Wow, they must have scoured the internet for all references to the app and deleted them.
0: Wow, that's power of the government, hey? The links the Although coalition I did, will I did, go I didn't look, look, look past the first page.
1: Okay. So I must
0: say, if you do want to hide a dead body anywhere, second page of Google, <laughs> no worries.
1: That's true, that's true. No one's gone to the second page of Google. <laughs>
0: if you can't find it on the first page, you've lost the argument.
1: Well, that's how making arguments works in the 21st century, right? You just Google it. Get the first link or two And that's your evidence That's your evidence Yeah yeah. Because you can find And if you misspeak You you lose that argument That's true as well Yeah Uh, It's a good thing We never misspeak On this podcast Never
0: Uh, Good thing you edit out The ums and ahs now Yeah (laughs) I don't
1: edit them out For video though So uh, enjoy our ums and ahs
0: Great (laughs) It's a raw podcast
1: Unrepresentative swill Raw (laughs) Yeah I like it Nice title Um, Donald Trump Acquitted By the US Senate Who'd have thought it Uh, only seven Republicans voted in favour with Democrats to convict him. Might
0: I ask you, Nick, do you know those Republicans?
1: No. All right. That's what I'm... Uh, no.
0: <laughs> I, I don't
1: have, know. Uh, I bet like we won't know them, I've right?
0: I've guaranteed Mitt Romney would be in there, right?
1: Oh, maybe, yeah. Um, I don't know the senators as well. I know um uh, Elizabeth Cheney. Is it Who's the Cheney? Dick. No, oh, no yeah, that's her daughter. I We talked about it last week, I don't remember. But she's a, she hates Trump, but she's in the um, House. So, I don't know the Senate is. The
0: Senate has got, like, all the big boys in it. Like, Rubio and Ted Cruz. Yeah, all the
1: presidential people.
0: Yeah, all the big boys go to the Senate. Yeah. It costs, like, 10 million bucks just to start a Senate campaign. Yeah, and
1: all the presidential nominees, candidates, and then eventual presidents usually come from the Senate. They needed 10 more Republican senators. They needed 67 in total to...
0: Yeah, it's never going to happen.
1: Yeah, to convict Trump. So... I, I was reading there's all this stuff they can do to try and convict him on other grounds, in other, like, law jurisdictions, but I, I don't think anything will happen. I think it's done, Rob. Yeah, fair enough. How sad. He could have been able to never run again.
0: It would have been nice to see. Well, I know for a fact Mitt Romney on my quick Google search then, but then my ad block didn't let me get into any websites. Oh. Uh, I know Mitt Romney did it. I uh, will... I'll try and update the people next week when it isn't news anymore. We're
1: relying on you, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> but, Rob, that's all the weekly news I've got.
0: Well, that's great, Nick. I Time really appreciate that. for
1: the big news, which has come out yesterday. And in a rare move, we're kind of at the forefront of this story.
0: I know. Well, there'll be bigger news that get, gets out tomorrow.
1: That's true. Yeah, it always happens.
0: In, in, in a... Standard move by the unrepresentative school podcast,
1: but this one time we're at the forefront. But it's not—it's not, it's not a, a exciting or fun story, unfortunately.
0: No. Uh, once again, the podcast will be quite dark and hard to feel good about. Yeah. But that's, so, thank that's you for joining duty. us on video. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we're, of course, referring to the rape case in Parliament House, Federal Parliament House, that was. Revealed to the public yesterday. If you don't know the story, I'll run through it pretty quickly, the basic details. This all happened in 2019. A Liberal staffer working for Linda Reynolds, who was then the Defence Minister. I believe um, she still is, right? Yeah, I think she still is. The This staffer was at a work function and was with another male staffer. They went home. She was quite intoxicated. They stopped at Parliament House he said he needed to get something, which is not what you're supposed to do. And then after a few things happened, she fell, basically passed out on a couch in Linda Reynolds' offices, and then this male staffer raped her, and she woke up while it was happening. And then basically from there on out, it was handled very poorly by Linda Reynolds and the Liberal Party executives. We now know that Scott Morrison was actually never alerted that this happened the support offered to the staffer who we now know as Brittany Higgins was uh, pretty abysmal. She basically says that the support offered was like minimal and there was really a culture of them subtly saying, you know, we just want to keep this under the covers and move on basically. The male staffer was let go uh, and didn't receive a, a referral or anything. But basically the the liberal party tried the, offered to let her go to the police but they weren't really she basically said they weren't really enthusiastic about it so investigation by the afp stalled in 2019 and she's only decided to restart that investigation yesterday
0: yeah really crushing to hear that nick i must say it's really really uh, terrible that this can happen especially in Parliament House of all fucking places, right? I know.
1: Well, there's particular details as well. There were two security guards outside of Linda Reynolds' offices who weren't aware that it was happening, but when she left, they said nothing, even though it was clear she'd been actually assaulted and hurt. They said nothing. When this staffer eventually had a a meeting with Linda Reynolds and another Liberal Party executive to talk about what happened, they held that meeting in the room... Where the couch was that she was raped on. Fuck. Which is just. Yeah, that's awful. That's
0: pretty traumatic, right? You'd imagine.
1: And Linda Reynolds claimed yesterday to not know that that was that the rape occurred there, but on all accounts, that's just a lie. She she would have had to know. It, it's just negligence at that in in that case.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So this is particularly off the back of. The Four Corners investigation, I think it's starting to prove a bit of a culture in the Liberal Party of, I'm not sure what to call it, but there seems to be, you know, a sexual issue within the Liberal Party, only from male members of the party. And it needs to be sorted out, and at the time it wasn't, uh, as was the same with the whole Christian Porter and Four Corners investigation, and now it's coming up in the Liberal Party's face, and i'm not happy about that as much as i love to see the liberal party fail this isn't something that we should be celebrating as labor party supporters this is such a such a grim fucking sight that this has occurred and it's truly truly terrible that something like this can occur as i said before in parliament house
1: yeah i think you're 100 percent spot on rob it seems like there's a culture of trying to suppress this thing and move on and you know offer the support you can, but nothing that would make it to in the open and being discussed, ticking all the boxes on a form and not actually caring about the thing that's happened. Yeah. The um, culture of cover-up is clear, I think, from this. Yeah. Which is just uh, abysmal. And, you know, it's a problem of, of government. You know, you know, it's not like this is just a feature of this liberal government. This is a feature of Western society and, and our parliament for a long time. And it's something with... The, Need, that needs to be actioned. Um, Absolutely. Something needs to be done.
0: Yeah, I agree, Nick. I think one thing that I want to call for is Linda Linda Reynolds. Never heard of her before. It's resignation immediately, right?
1: Yeah, I, I 100% agree.
0: Along with Christian 100%. Porter and Alan Tudge while we're at it. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> just
1: the, so the hypocrisy from the Liberal government, from ScoMo to criticized the ABC for airing the Four Corners investigation about Christian Porter and Alan Tudge and the allegations of sexual misconduct last year. Uh, The hypocrisy to then have been suppressing this and now for this to come out in the open due to the bravery of Brittany Higgins and the media's reporting on it. That is just ridiculous. So hypocritical. It makes me furious. I'm sure everyone is furious about this.
0: Absolutely, Nick. You know, the, the whole criticism of the ABC and the Four Corners investigation was, you know, this is private, shouldn't be discussed, rah, 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 and it's all, you know, allegedly, allegedly. This is not a private issue. This is a pro- public problem. It's happened on public land in Parliament House. It's a problem with the Liberal Party, you know, a public party that gets in- elected to public institutions. It's as public as it fucking gets, right?
1: I know. Yeah. I mean and these are these are our elected representatives. These are people making important decisions that affect all of us. And they can't handle sexual misconduct. They can't do it. It's it's negligence and it causes people to be harmed. Yeah, and, it's and that's terrible.
0: Thing. I know no one really wants to hear two white men talk about sexual assault and stuff. But it is a fucking traumatic experience and that stays with women for their whole fucking life,
1: right? You seem to listen and watch the the interview that Brittany Higgins did on the project. And, you know, the way... Like, this isn't coming from us. This is coming from us watching the things that these women have very bravely come out and said, which is just, you know, it's it's abysmal that they even have to do that in the first place. It yeah. should all be very properly handled in Parliament and then made aware to the public.
0: Yeah, I agree, Nick. So ScoMo's come out recently and said, "You know, we're going to do an investigation to the into this. We're going to apologize. You know, the whole sing and dance really." And my first thought was, "This shouldn't be an internal investigation, right?" Yeah, this should be independently done, preferably by the police.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the media, like a lot of a lot of you know civilian voices, and also the Labor Party, Albo as well, has called for basically an independent parliamentary body that offers. You know, anonymous support and advice to victims of, of sexual misconduct and sexual assault in parliament, which I think is a, a very important step and you know, needs to happen. But ScoMo's apology on this was also... Te- the, he handled it so badly. So yeah, today, we, we got to talk about this, unfortunately. Today he came out in a press conference and said, after talking with my wife last night, she told me that I have to think about this as a father. And you know, what if this was one of, one of my little girls? And the whole country is literally like, what are you talking about? You don't have to be a father to realise that rape is wrong. Did your wife really have to come up and tell you that that is wrong?
0: Yeah, it's- absolutely. So that apology, yeah, it's terrible, rah, rah, rah. You realise how fucking incompetent this bloke is running the country. I say this all day, he looks like a bulldog, it really annoys me. Yeah. But honestly, as, as you said, how? How does... Oh... Oh now they think about it as a father rather than as PM and as a leader of the Liberal Party. Oh now it's bad. Oh now it makes sense. No, rape should just be bad. I know. Right? That's God. just that's common knowledge. Rape equals bad. There's no no good rapists out there, right?
1: No, dude, I the, Catherine Murphy from The Guardian political reporter in The Guardian wrote a great op-ed in The Guardian today, basically saying we don't need a father, we need a prime minister. A exactly. competent Prime Minister who takes leadership on these issues, right? Fuck, I wish I made that quote. That's brilliant. <laughs> well, you might be working for The Guardian, Rob, if you did. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think that was very well put and I encourage everyone to read that article. But this whole issue, just after all the corruption, the the corruption and scandals, you know, the sports uh, grants scandal, the robo-debt scandal, the allegations and the investigation from the Four Corners report last year... I'm just furious at the Morrison government and at the Liberal Party.
0: Absolutely, Nick. Yeah, more, As you should be.
1: More furious than I would be. As the Australian
0: public should be as well. Yeah. That he cannot get off this, right? But no, he does somehow. Why do people just keep forgiving this party for such egregious actions constantly?
1: And I realise, yeah, we we both can say that. And it's very, it's hard for us to separate from the bias, obviously, that we have, you know, obviously, we're, we're more on Labor's side than the Liberal side. But, you know, this is on a, on a different level. If the Labor Party was doing this kind of stuff, I would be furious as well. This is just, and you know, the worst part is I know it won't make a difference come election time.
0: No, it won't. Everyone will forget. I, when you said the sports grant scandal, I was tempted to say, oh, what was that again? Yeah. I guess, fuck it. Have we heard anything about that?
1: No, no. Was anyone anyway,
0: punished for that?
1: No, and you know, no ministers stood down for that. And it's blatantly giving more money to electorates that are more likely to, oh, yeah. to swing to the coalition. So pork barrelling is now just allowed in Australian politics. Rape is
0: allowed. Sexual misconduct on that matter. Oh, and also just targeting the poorest and most vulnerable people in our nation. That's all allowed... And slightly encouraged by the Liberal Party, I'd say. Yeah. It you know maybe not encouraged but certainly put up with.
1: It's a it's fucking ridiculous. It's a it's a sad year, sad couple of years to be an Australian. Really, I awful you know, that all that stuff about being proud to be Australian makes me sick, and it's because of shit like this. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. And oh. you know,
0: it, the Labor Party's had scandals like this. I think back to Craig Thompson. Yeah. You have know, you gotta criticise people on that.
1: Yeah. So yeah. we
0: gotta we we're gonna say this it's probably an issue on both sides of politics.
1: Definitely. Definitely an issue on both sides of politics. But people need to be aware of that, right? People need to be aware of that. And mm-hmm. that
0: can't be private. That can't be done you know, we can't be finding about this out one and a half years after the fact.
1: And yeah, you know, the fact is the liberal government has been in in government for the past seven years, right? So those are the things that have happened under the Liberal government, so you have to criticise that. We haven't had a Labor government in ages. Yeah. So obviously we're not going to talk about scandals in the Labor Party or the Labor government because it doesn't exist. Exactly. Right? I'd I'd happily
0: talk about some scandals in the Labor Party if, you know... When and if they come up. If it ever.
1: I don't think it will at this track. Well, we'll see. But yeah, nothing has come up that I can think of.
0: So please try and remember all this... In November or, or whenever Scomos calls an election.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll see. Anything can happen in an election, but this kind of stuff is just terrible.
0: Oh, we got to move on, Nick. Yes. Unfortunately.
1: Let's move on to a, a distant topic that we can be a little bit more fun. We're going to be a little, a little bit more excited about. So a we've, more we've
0: moved on from, you know, rape to now poisoning of people. So we can be all happy and joyous about that. <gasps>
1: yeah, this is a different country. Talk <laughs> about Russia, of course, and our great, uh, I was going to say friend, definitely not a friend, uh, friend interesting character, opposition leader, Alexei Navalny. Yes. Who we have mentioned briefly on the podcast, but now, you know, he's made a lot of news headlines recently.
0: Yeah. So we should probably run through this whole fucking story, right? Yeah. as briefly as possible.
1: It really starts when he, you know, he's been a prominent opposition figure in Russia for a while, but it really starts when he was poisoned by the Russian, the Russian secret police last year, in November last year, with their chemical nerve agent, Novichok. Yeah. And he almost died, but was flown to Germany and received treatment. After a few months, basically got back to full health.
0: Yep. That's right. And he comes back to Russia and instantly is detained. Before he even gets the passport, he hands his passport in and then he gets arrested. Yeah. Which is very interesting because he was welcomed back by quite a crowd. Oh, no, he was until yeah. his fucking plane got diverted. This is the
1: funny thing. This is a quite recently when he was coming back. He was supposed to land in this Russian city and a, a huge crowd of journalists and riot police and supporters came in and they were looking at the board of flights and then they're all on time. Then all of a sudden the one coming from Berlin, it was like delayed and then it was like rerouted and they just... I guess the Russian, the, the secret police just told the plane to land somewhere else. So oh, they absolutely. all just hightailed it out of there to like an airport an hour away.
0: Yeah. So he he lands in this airport and gives an impromptu speech just before, you know, knowing that he was going to get arrested. Because I think he came back to Russia knowing
1: Yeah, mind he's going to get arrested or killed. Keep in mind, this guy was almost murdered by the Russian secret police you know, on Putin's orders last year has only just recovered, but the whole time he's saying, I have to go back to Russia.
0: I've never seen such a principled and strong decision from a man.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, what I would not man. have the
0: balls to do that. I'll no. be, be chilling out in Germany. I'll be doing all the drugs there. <laughs> just be having a good time. right?
1: This, this dude's got a wife, but I, yeah, I think the reason why he kind of realized that his movement would lose a lot of momentum um, and he would lose a lot of legitimacy but he was just so resolute that he wanted to go back to Russia. It was the first thing he said once it's, he came out of yeah, his coma.
0: It's truly amazing. So he, he gives his impromptu and then gets arrested instantly. This leads to protests, blah, Been sentenced to two years for a parole violation. That yeah. He, basically, the reason why he broke his parole by leaving Russia because he was poisoned and had to get... Medical treatment in Germany, yeah. And they were like,
1: <laughs> When you woke up out of your coma, you didn't come back to Russia, so How dare you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the classic phony charge that undemocratic judiciaries come up with to imprison political people.
0: Um, so something I'd like to talk about with this, Nick, is Russia, very technically speaking, is a democracy, and I think that is the end of the very technical speaking democracy, right? Yeah. This is no longer a, a... Like even a surface level yeah, democracy? Crony democracy. Isn't? Yeah. You know, there's... it done.
1: Well, because they used to tolerate opposition figures, but they just keep killing them now.
0: They used to tolerate them and there used to be some sort of, you know, you know, people would vote and, oh, Putin would win by a landslide every single time. Yeah. Which at least, it you know, it's nice, I guess. It's encouraging. Um, but no, now that's dead. This is now a full-on dictatorship.
1: No, because, yeah, I think Putin was worried. They botched the assassination. I think they much would have preferred it if Navalny died.
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> speaking of that, this is now definitely... We know this is Putin. We do. This this is no longer just, oh, it's Novichok that's only used by the Russian government. Now this is on the record, you know, Secret Service bosses saying, oh, yeah, we, we tried to kill you.
1: Yeah, do you want to run through how they figured that out, Rob? Because... <laughs> <laughs> we don't have much time left, but this is so funny. This So scene.
0: Alexei Navalny calls them, calls up a whole bunch of um, secret services um, and just says, oh, did you try to kill me? I'm Alexei Navalny. And they all go, no, who? And they just hang up straight away. And he gets to the last guy and he's like, all right, you know, pull, pull a little prank here and, and pretends to be the bloke's boss and goes, oh, why didn't, why didn't we kill Alexei? Like, how, how did you fuck this up? And they're like, you know, the medics on the plane got him off and, and they just sent him to Germany too quickly. You know, if, if we kept him in Russia, he would have died. And he's like, thanks, mate. I'm Alexi. <laughs> you fucking idiot.
1: Oh, And that conversation has been put on YouTube. You could just listen to it. It's in Russian, but...
0: Yeah, well, you can get subtitles up, you know.
1: If you have a, a phone and can speak Russian, you can elicit state secrets from, <laughs> from the Russian government.
0: Uh, so this is... Uh, if you want to watch that documentary as well, he's released like an hour-long documentary about corruption in Russia. Yeah. And the, the most telling part is Putin's... Fucking like a mega mansion on the Black Sea.
1: Cost more than a billion dollars, and that was embezzled yeah. from state funds.
0: Obviously, I mean, where else is it coming from? Yeah, we're true. in Russia, one of the <laughs> poorest countries, going in some parts. Yeah. Um. So this this mega mansion. By the way, we should talk about this because this is just hilarious. By the way, he's got his own like private ice hockey ring, <laughs> yeah. his own private casino. Like an aqua disco, yeah, I heard. This
1: has become a meme on the internet. It has not one, but two fucking aqua discos. <laughs> aqua disco. <laughs> There's literally a meme imagine. going around that is like Putin dancing in an aqua disco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rob, we should have an aqua disco for this podcast. Let's we'll see if people want to come. That'd be
0: sweet. Like imagine not not one, but
1: two, two aqua discos.
0: That's hilarious. Um, so one of Putin's mates said, "Oh, it's actually mine."
1: Yeah, he's come and be like, guys, oh, it's my mansion, even though we know we, that. Yeah. So Putin's just gone to his mate and be like, mate, you're going to have to take the fall for yeah, this one.
0: Sorry, mate. So I think this is probably one of the biggest trials in Russia since I heard on a podcast earlier, there was a trial in '05 where some oligarch in Russia tried to stand up to Putin and then just got sent to jail. Yeah. So, yeah, I, as I said before, this is the end of even the practiced surface level shitty democracy that they had. Yeah. yeah I think I wouldn't be surprised if they just get rid of elections, right?
1: Yeah, well, There's I no mean, point. we'll see. They're, yeah, those elections are v- oh, not rigged. fair at all, anyway. Fun fact <laughs> about those elections,
0: about? by the way. In areas where, um, you know, the opposition leader might win, they give people pens that turn into invisible ink after four minutes. Oh, so you God. write your ballot in, you vote for the opposition leader, and then you put your ballot into the box, and then by the time it's counted,
1: it's invisible. That is nuts.
0: So they got like... Two hundred thousand of these just completely blank fucking ballots. Oh my god! Hmm, I know oh. what's going on there. I guess <laughs> I'll just throw them away, right? I uh, must donkey voters, eh?
1: Oh man. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. I mean, so we should say as well there were protests about this. So Navalny called for protests. I think forty thousand people in some areas assembled, which is a lot. Not the biggest protests ever in Russia, in modern Russian history. Oh,
0: yeah. And everyone just got arrested straight away. Yeah,
1: 5,000 people got arrested. So there will be protests, but they haven't amounted to anything so far. They're not big enough in scale. What, just really quickly, Rob, what do we think the the long-term consequences of this are going to be?
0: Well, as I said a few times now, this is the end of that surface level. I think Putin is going to try and strengthen his stronghold even further. However, I must say, Alexei Navalny's supporters, are in, by a vast majority, are young people. Yeah. Which is highly encouraging for Russia's future in democracy.
1: And in the short term, that doesn't pay off because you need the support of the older people. But in the long term, I think that's very significant.
0: So, I'm not sure how old Putin is. I'd imagine he'd be 60, you know, at least. I think after he dies, maybe. But I don't think he's going to ride this ride this bitch till it's dead, right?
1: Yeah, I I think in the in the long term this does not bode well for Putin. So yeah, well certainly
0: not for his government. I I'm not sure if I think Putin will die as the president.
1: Yeah, I don't know like, who's president this time because he keeps swapping with his mate. Um, yeah, Dmitry something or other. Yeah, Mendev. Yeah, that's um, it. Yeah. So, but I think you know. This is one of the, the, the weaknesses of these kind of systems, um, and it's like a crack, right? I think it shows weakness. Uh, maybe yeah. it won't materialize in the short term, but in the long term, medium term, definitely.
0: Absolutely. Just two more things I'd like to talk about before oh, yep. we end this quickly, Nick. In those protests, the people were like being encouraged to say, I'm an American tourist. I've left my passport at the hotel.
1: <laughs> I heard that. It's so funny.
0: So they got like, t- you know, obviously these people can only speak Russian and they've like gotten this like written. <laughs> out I think English.
1: there was a, I think there was a Russian TikToker yeah. who was like telling people how to do that, like teaching them how to do that.
0: Like this is honestly one of the funniest breakdowns of a democracy. I know this kind of
1: online activism is just hilarious in some instances.
0: Yeah. And also we got to point out here that Alexei Navalny, if he, if he wasn't Russian, if he was just some, you know, German opposition leader, we would be shitting on the bloke.
1: Oh yeah. Because he has a lot of very controversial policies. He
0: supported the annexation of Crimea.
1: Yeah, so he's like a, is, yeah. he's a Russian nationalist. Like, he's yeah. called for the minority groups in Russia to be expelled. So um, he's not
0: exactly like, he's not fucking some hippie. He's just like talking about corruption.
1: No, yeah. Um, and that's why a lot of people in Russia, the liberal opposition to Putin, don't actually support him. Um, yeah.
0: It's unbelievable that a bloke is causing so much issues for Putin when largely they have quite similar policies. It's just that he doesn't like corruption.
1: And it's interesting how the West has really launched Navalny into a kind of hero figure. Um, yeah. And that's kind of uneasy. And, you know, parallels to Aung San Su Kyi that we talked about last week, Myanmar's civilian leader. Who oh, was, great
0: podcast last week, if you haven't listened
1: to it. Go have a listen, guys. One of the great podcasts. <laughs> but, Rob, we're we're running a little over time. I think we've got to wrap this, wrap yeah, this, bad boy wrap this up. Yeah, we've
0: got to wrap this bad boy up. But
1: okay. so many funny anecdotes about... This Russian opposition stuff. So obviously, terrible that this authoritarian government is clamping down its people. But you got to find a uh, got to find the silver lining at some some point. Yeah, you know
0: you, know, you can find YouTube videos on this or yeah. podcasts on this. Just type in like Alexei Navalny. Yeah, it's pretty funny.
1: Yeah, I think it's all Rob. That is all, Nick. Thanks you, for listening, everyone.
0: Do you want to talk about the, what's it called the socials? Socials. Yeah, so yeah. we're
1: at Unrepresentative Swill on Instagram, um, Facebook. And YouTube, and then at Unrepresentative Swill Podcast on Twitter. No, at Swill Podcast. At Swill Podcast on Twitter. Nastra. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks again. Thanks for watching. If you're watching, have a lovely week. See you next week.